Striving for mediocrity in a world of excellence, this is The Chaser Report. Welcome to The Chaser Report for Tuesday the 1st of June. Charles, you're still here. I thought you were going to go off and run the New South Wales Labor Party. I'm, uh, I'm on the hustings, Dom. Uh, this is uh, just one of my first media appearances of the day. I'll be making an even more boring statement later on. Uh, about New South Wales politics. Can I just remind you, Charles, at the point at the top of the show is to encourage people to listen by dangling enticing pieces of content in front of them. Oh, it's all right. It's not in this show. I'm going to try and get on Ben Fordham, tank his ratings instead. Now, on today's show, Charles, amazing news from the ABC defamation trial. Yes, we're having a whole discussion about that and uh, the legal intricacies of that uh, coming up very shortly. Again, the point is to entice people. (laughs) Yeah, it's all right. Um, We actually are going to try and attempt defamation live on air. Okay, um, that sounds better. (laughs) And uh, we're also talking Pokemon cards. Again, I'm not quite sure why listeners should stick around. We do have Craig. Oh, yeah, there you go. But he's only picking your brain to try and destroy Mark Humphreys on his new show. It's not actually of general interest. Okay, great. Zoe Norton Lodge is going to join us to tell us about why your favourite children's author is actually really dodgy and probably cancelled, which I think is more likely to be heartbreaking than than funny, but um, we'll see. And also, we've got the end of the show. That's going to be really exciting. But first of all, let's go to Rebecca Dayanumino in the Chaser International Global Newsroom. The Prime Minister has refused to extend the JobKeeper scheme for Victorians struggling during the latest lockdown. However, Mr Morrison defended the move, pointing out he is willing to give JobKeeper to Gerry Harvey. Boris Johnson has married his partner in a secret private ceremony. The ceremony had to remain private because of the bride's fears that people would find out she was marrying Boris Johnson. Following fears of a new COVID outbreak, the Biden administration has changed tack on how to encourage people to not congregate in groups. The administration will now encourage mass shootings as it is the most time-tested way to encourage social distancing in America. That's the latest Chaser news you can't trust. I'm Rebecca Dayunamuno. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. This episode of The Chaser Report is angrily brought to you by lockdowns. What you get when your Prime Minister was too busy drinking beer at the footy to bother buying enough vaccines to go around. Don, the big news this morning is that yesterday afternoon, Christian Porter dropped his defamation case against the ABC and reporter Louise Milligan. That is a fascinating result that I'm not sure I'm allowed to discuss in much detail. (laughs) Well, the thing that I can broadly say about defamation laws in Australia is that they suck. They suck ass because defamation laws are really easy. It's really easy to sue someone for defamation in this country and it's tilted in favour of the people who are being, you know, supposedly defamed, right? Christian Porter was in favour of defamation law reform and then said Mm. that in recent weeks, being inside the process, Mm. he's changed his view, which I'm just going to say 
is a really reasonable position to have. <laughs> no, but so I've been learning a bit about defamation law. And so the one thing that you get really quickly into trouble in is is if you actually say things about somebody that sound as though they're factual, right? Like, right. So you can't, and there's nothing to do with the Christian Porter case, like, but you can't say that, you know, that guy kicks dogs for laughs or something like that. Like, because that's something that seems like it's a fact, and, you know, if it turns out to be untrue, then that is defamation, right? I mean, Charles, I'm, I'm curious at the notion of dogs came to your mind uh, mm. in that random example, but let's move <laughs> on. Um, but the one thing that I was surprised um, as a non-lawyer to discover is absolutely fine is that you're allowed to abuse people, right? So as long as you don't stick to facts and just have a sort of honestly held opinion about something, like, you know, Christian Porter's a dickhead, then that's totally fine. You're allowed to say that because that's just abuse. That's not defamation. That's just me saying he's a fucking shithead. But if I said, say, and I'm not saying this, if I said he was a smelly dick... Oh, then it would be a factual would, claim. Yeah, that would be a bit of a factual claim. You run into troubles, definitely not saying that. Yeah. You see well, what I'm saying? I did study law mm. and I can say, give my honestly held opinion that you're completely wrong <laughs> and that we're definitely going to get sued, you fucking idiot. Oh, really? <laughs> well, the one thing that I do definitely know that you can't say is that Christian Porter definitely <laughs> and uh, that he really should no, be nowhere <laughs> and he should definitely be immediately <laughs> from the <laughs> He should probably <laughs> I was never here. Well, Charles, I don't know whether that was honestly held opinion or abuse or mm. just you may as well just go and pay Christian Porter money right now. <laughs> the Chaser Report. Less news, less often. Our very good friend Zoe Norton Lodge is here and as well as many other things, Zoe is an acclaimed children's author. Aren't you, Zoe? You do delightful books that warm the hearts of, of all. <laughs> well, I mean, it's interesting because I actually, um, you know, you would have seen recently the passing of, of of a truly acclaimed children's book author, Eric Carle. Yeah, he wrote uh, The Very Hungry Caterpillar, didn't he? Yes, he turned into a beautiful butterfly and yeah. flew off into the next dimension. Yeah. That's right. Now, are you are you aware of any controversy surrounding that, that book? No. <laughs> no, I read it to my daughter quite quite frequently. Yeah, we, but and we know now yeah. that every single person we yeah. ever love and, and think is special has done something wrong. What is what, it, Zoe? What is it? What is it? Well, you'll all be familiar. I'm spoiler alert. People haven't read The Hungry Hungry Caterpillar, but it does end with the caterpillar bursting out of a cocoon and becoming a butterfly. Yes. Mm. People in the in the science community have been furious about this for decades and decades because butterflies do not emerge from cocoons. What? what? <laughs> Are you serious? That book <laughs> they come from me. a chrys- <laughs> They come from a chrysalis. What what's a chrysalis? Well, I mean, I It's a, sort of a, a cocoon-like <laughs> structure in the, by any chance? I mean, yeah, I, look, I think it's I think it's in the zone, but um, you know, it's definitely it's definitely cocoon adjacent. It's um, it's kind of like spider's web, and yeah, no, it's not a cocoon though. Eric Carl, you not monster. A cocoon. Yeah, and so this has been really this has confounded people. It's made them really angry. I don't know, and, and I mean, you can't really change it any because cocoon is such a beautiful word, and chrysalis it doesn't quite mm. have the same ring to it. As far as it goes, though, when it comes to children's authors, that that is almost the least controversial thing any children's book author has ever done, as far as I can tell, because it is an absolute like mine of controversy. The children's book world. Did you know this? 
What? Who else? I'm going to tell you an author. I want you to guess what they did. Okay. Um, Norman Lindsay. Oh, he would have been a sex piece. I surely. watched that movie. Yeah, he had El McPherson up there in the mountains and they all got nude. Yeah. Is this, are we just making a really libelous segment by making you guess controversies? No, there's a movie <laughs> called Sirens that actually. Can you libel somebody who's dead? I think nah, that's all right. You can't. Go yeah. for it. Oh, well, look, I, look, I'm not too sure about that, but I do know that um, he, he has been accused of drawing some racist illustrations um, for oh, okay. uh, the bulletin. But uh, it's not quite as bad as Roald Dahl, who was a self proclaimed anti Semite. Has anyone told Tim Minchin? Yeah, I'm ruining. T- I'm, I'm I'm attempting to ruin everyone's childhood. Okay, another one. What about A. A. Milne? Oh, come on! No, no, no! You can't, Zoe. Yeah. So it's nothing sacred. Eeyore. Well, yeah. and he also was a A. Cheater. A. Milne's books were too boring. He called his son Christopher Robin, which is a crime against humanity. So what did he do? Well, he was a big cheater, um, and apparently he didn't like children, and including it seems his own son, who he was totally estranged from. Sent them to boarding school really young. It was completely estranged from when he died. Well, that's probably why he wrote all those boring books, to subject children, because he hated children. That totally makes sense. Oh, I guess so. Well, yeah, you've really uncovered something there. (laughs) One last one for you. Yeah? There's a controversy in Wes Wally. What? Do you know what it is? Oh, is it that um, everyone in it is white? Uh, Aren't they all red and white? No, wait, that's just one person. But um, there is one person, and I believe this person is white, and their depiction is Controversial. Did they put in? Did they put in Osama bin Laden or something? Set of tits. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> yeah, where's tits? I'm sure most people were looking for that rather than Wally on that particular page. How did that like get through the publisher? Like, how did it possibly? Do they that? wouldn't have looked. You can't possibly look at every single thing in those pictures. Yeah, have gone you, by. Have you tried to find stuff in Where's Wally? It's quite difficult. That's the whole point. By the way, if if you're listening, don't. Do what I've just done, which is Google Where's Wally Tits. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. This episode is brought to you by Lockdowns, as endorsed by the Beer, Booze and Heavy Liquor Sellers Association of Australia. I mean, what else are you going to do? Hide your single-use plastics Cos Craig's here uh, so, guys, I need your help. Um, we're recording the first pilot of our new show, Win the Week, right? Mm-hmm. And it's a kind of news quiz show and it pairs celebrities with members of the public and that kind of thing, oh, right? Yeah. What, do you uh, need some more members of the public? <laughs> you want us <laughs> yeah, to come that's, in? That's right. Is Dom, that why you're here? Yeah, Dom, unfortunately you're not famous enough to be a member of the public. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I need your help because uh, Mark Humphreys, is one of the panellists next week. And you, you oh, mean, yes. Charles, you kind of created him from the roast days, that kind of thing. Mm. And you guys know him very well, worked with him for a long time. So I need to know his weaknesses so that oh. I can defeat him. Yeah, well, this is the problem with Mark, isn't it? Is yeah. that, like, you see him on screen you think, what an amazing performer, he's mm. very friendly mm. and everything like that. He must be a nightmare off screen. Mm. 
And he's not. He's not. I he's mean, incredibly he's nice. He's very nice. I actually, my only criticism of him is I occasionally attack him. I'll text him going, you're sending out too many nice tweets. Yes. You know, constantly <laughs> being nice to people on Twitter. You're ruining Twitter, Mark. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're bringing it down. Is there a way you could use his niceness against, against him? him? Well, like, might, maybe, so because the whole premise of the show is you kind of, it, it involves betrayal. Oh, yeah. Ah. So, so the way it works is that, that the Mark will be paired with the team captain who's from the public. Yeah. And if he's not going very well, like if Mark's not doing well, mm. then that member of the public gets to betray Mark Ooh. and get rid of him and like switch him. And I think that would really hurt Mark at his core. But isn't the problem that Mark is also incredibly intelligent and one one mastermind? Yes, this is the problem. <laughs> he'll he'll somehow double-cross you. Yes. This is it. He'll double-cross yeah. you by knowing the answers to the questions. Yes, which means that they're not going to betray <sighs> him. Hey, aren't, aren't you the executive producer? Can't you put no, in questions? The you know problem. the answer this to is the stupid I, thing is that like I've literally created so we're like so I don't have any access to the questions. There is literally a, a wall down the office, and I have no access to the writers or anything that they do. And also, you don't have a very good memory, do I you? Not, that's <laughs> another problem. Is my own flaws. <laughs> Compared with Mark's talents, yes. Ah, this is. Okay. I'm going to have to. Yeah, it is a problem. But I think you. I think we're onto something with using his niceness against mm. him. Because why don't you go up? This is what I would do. Mm. Yep. Shortly before the show, yep. go up to him and have some terrible story of woe. Like, oh my god, I, you know, I think I might be dying or something like that. Because <laughs> <laughs> of fatal disease. The this one is my I'll one <laughs> chance to win this show. Yeah. And yeah. that. Then that's not bad. Throw that's the show. I'd just, be nice to you. I just don't think you should take Charles' advice because if Charles knew how to be Mark Humphreys, he would be Mark Humphreys. <laughs> sure Mark's only possible weakness is his gigantic height. Like I could that's maybe, true. but maybe I could use mm. the, like the fact that I'm EPing the show to kind of go look. The studio is very hot today. We should put some fans in, <laughs> and we yeah. can cut his head off with them. Because <laughs> really, his height is his only weakness. But the other weakness he has, though, is he is a bit of a gourmand. Oh, so oh. Yeah, that's true. Yes, he loves. Going to nice restaurants and eating very fine food. Oh, you could just what hide is, some oh, truffle in the I corner can, of the studio. I can help you out with this. Why don't? Because I'm also good at drinking. So why don't I take him out? What time's the record? Oh, the record is seven o'clock. Yes. Tuesday the first. So what I'll do is I, yeah, it's, tickets available by the way if you want to come and watch. Oh, yeah. how, how do you get the tickets? Uh, I don't Follow know. Alex Lee on Twitter as <laughs> as with getting the COVID vaccine. That's right. Win the week audiences. You can Google it. Or it'll be on my Twitter feed. And, and we'll we'll retweet it on our Twitter yeah. feed. Yeah, yeah. Put so it up on our website. Like, so, so so what I'll do is I'll take him. I'll say to him, "Oh, let's go out for a long lunch." Yes. We'll have a long, you get him smashed long, ads. long, 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 yes. long lunch. He rocks up or sort of waddles up at about <laughs> 5 p.m. That's great. If you can deliver Mark Humphreys to the yeah. studio, absolutely trash. And then make sure that there's no water available. By so <laughs> yeah. 7 p.m., he's incredibly dehydrated. <laughs> but hang on, isn't this just a recipe for Charles Wadrigo to the set mid recording going, I obeyed you, Humphreys? <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, God, that'll be the worst result. <laughs> No, it's good. Okay, well, we'll come along and see whether I can defeat Mark Humphreys. And actually, Nina Oyama is the other contestant as well, who has also come through the Chaser podcast, but I figure she'll turn up drunk anyway. Hey, how come come we haven't – you've invited everyone else who's ever been on this show. Look, they wanted some young people maybe. I don't know. (laughs) I'm just looking around this room. (laughs) Yeah, they already had the past it white man on the panel. Mm -hmm. Craig's gone. Craig has left the podcast.
If you listen to the Chaser Report in 2021, you'll know that we have a wonderful team of interns who do all kinds of menial tasks for us. Alexa is one of these fantastic people. Hey, Alexa. Hi there. Uh, so w- what have you been working on? Well, I've been spending a lot of time on the internet. I know this is a bit of a different internet than you guys are used to. This is kind of like no grown-ups allowed kind of internet. I am. Now, so there's this famous YouTuber called Logan Paul. Last year, he put up this video for two and a half hours. He was live streaming. There were 11 million people viewing. And one hour in, this happened. Cars left. Oh! We got a Charizard! We got our first Charizard of the day! Oh my god! You, you got go? Charizard? I see you already know all about this. Well, my, I've got a bloody 10-year-old and a 12-year-old son. <laughs> I know what Charizard is. God. There, there you go. So yeah. apparently it's a big deal. Do you guys know why 11 million you, people were watching this? Well, it, it, this is... It, are they opening packets of Pokemon cards? Yeah, is that, is that what's going on? That's and, exactly what's happening. And so... And is Charizard, Charizard is like the evolution of Charmeleon, is that right? You know a lot more about this than oh, I do. I've, I've come is he grossly unprepared. Is it like a shiny Charizard? What, why is it so exciting? Is well, I mean, I think certain cards are printed less than others. Um, ah. they're, they're rarer for certain reasons. But the reason it's so exciting now is that since COVID started, um, Pokemon cards, for some reason, have increased in value by 500 times. Really? Yeah. So they're, they're the Bitcoin of um, silly trading cards. Yeah, right. we've, we've got a shit ton of Pokemon cards at home. Oh, you got them at home? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you should, you should cash in. Or we could, I mean, I think we could also start selling maybe Chaser cards. The or thing or about the Chaser, though, is that you do not have to get them all. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but my yeah. nephew as well, my nephew is massively into Pokemon. Pokemon cards and actually made videos for YouTube of himself unwrapping packs of cards. So he, he started this whole thing. Yeah, yeah. well, he's certainly <laughs> part of it. He wanted like 10 decks of Pokemon cards and he opens them on like YouTube and he goes, that's a good one. Oh, that's, oh, that's a great one. And apparently that's content in 2021. Oh, it's huge. It's huge right now. But like even last week, I mean, Target banned the sale of Pokemon cards due to violence. People were beating each other up, you know, pulling guns on each other in the store. But Pokemon cards. Yeah, it's getting really serious. I don't know. Your your nephew isn't doing that. As far as I know, maybe he's the gang lord now. I mean, it's a slippery slope with these cards. Well, I'll show you guys an example, right? Um, this here. Is called a Pikachu Illustrator card. It's a little piece of cardboard, yellow border. It's all written in Japanese. Can you guys guess how much this card costs? Like I'm imagining more than a Tesla. No, it'll be like 500 bucks, I reckon. It's like it's basically a yellow card with some, some writing on it. Some writing on it. Yeah. Well, this card is worth three million eight hundred seventy-three thousand two hundred sixteen dollars and seventy-one cents. That's like thirty Teslas, Charles. I'm gonna be rich. This <laughs> is better than Sydney real estate. Oh, you, you've got one of these. This is well, no, I don't have that one, but I've got uh, ones that look similar to that. Well, there you go. I mean, you, you yeah. don't even have to work here anymore. This is this is a perfect situation. Okay, well, so Alexa, um, I want you to stop writing good comedy and making funny videos. Way ahead And of from you. now on, <laughs> I think you should just start trading Pokemon cards for the chaser and that's how we can make our money from now on. Do we have like an initial investment, like something I can go out to buy a card with or do I just have to steal them like I did in primary school? Um, I think you know the answer to that, Alexa. <laughs> I love sleep, but lately I just can't seem to get much of it. That's why I listen to Bordable.com.au. Over 60,000 of the world's most mundane texts read by some of the world's most boring voices. Instead of laying awake at night reliving horrifically embarrassing moments like that time you went to say goodbye to your boss and accidentally said love you, or the time you pretended to know what movie your friends were talking about and then they asked you who your favourite character was, why not just get a good night's sleep with Bordable? Be lulled into a sedation with readings from Amazon's employment policy 
policy handbook consistent with applicable law amazon may from time to time require you to submit to periodical criminal checks background checks reference checks or perhaps be confused into sleep with readings from A Bigger Picture, the Malcolm Turnbull autobiography. I feel like such a fool in not doing my due diligence on Barnaby. I mean, it was obvious, wasn't it? He always did sing along with a bit too much gusto to Slice of Heaven by Dave Dobbin when it came on the radio. Or for those really needing to catch some proper REM sleep, we have a limited edition phone book reading. Andrew, Bolt, Zero, Four... One, two, three. Say goodbye four, to nighttime anxiety five, and hello to being six, literally bored into seven. a coma with boardable.com.au. Download today. Well, that is the end of the show. More news at chaser.com.au on the Chaser Facebook page, TikTok, Twitter, or Instagram. Our gear is from Rode Microphones and we are part of the ACAST Creator Network. See ya. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.